Good morning, afternoon, or night. You are listening to Kira's Modern Desk, and I'm your host, Kira Crooms. Today's episode is really special to me. Tomorrow is my 41st birthday. That is a tongue twister, try to say it. (laughs) And while most business owners have sales for their birthdays, me, I've decided to go the opposite direction and do something a little bit different. And it was all because of my guest today. Peyton Morin is a mom, podcaster, and money mindset coach. She hosts the Wired for Wealth podcast and is passionate about changing the conversation about money on a generational level. She helps entrepreneurs change the toxic relationship they have with money so they can grow their business in alignment. And let me tell you, she has definitely helped me feel more aligned with my business, which is why my prices are going up, up, up tomorrow, you guys, and I am so excited. And listening to our conversation, maybe you will know why. So grab your coffee, water, or wine, and let's jump in. I have you here, Peyton. Me too. I'm very excited to have this chat with you. Thank you for joining me. I mean, I know we've tried for a while. Yeah, I know. That's what happens when you're a mom. Stuff happens, you know, and that's the beauty of the online world and the business world is like, when you're not an employee, you get to make a little bit more of the decision flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I agree. I love it. And I'm, I'm so grateful we get to catch up and I always mm-hmm. love talking to you. So now everybody else gets to hear you and I'm excited yes. for that too. So everybody else knows who you are. Tell us a little bit about what you do. All right. So I am a money mindset coach. I transitioned from financial services back in 2021. Um, and what I do is I help ambitious, high achieving entrepreneurs who are looking to scale, but are running into some issues with their mindset. You know, we have talked about this so much, you know, everything that goes into scaling, raising your prices, hiring, setting boundaries, and just really casting that big vision and feeling like that you have the possibility to make more money and feeling like your income is really limitless. That is what I help people with. I love that. And I think we all could use that because personally, and most people that I talk to, we don't feel like that income is limitless. We feel very restricted. And so we come into, especially in the online space, we come in and we're like, okay, where do we go from here? How do we make the most money? And then we end up kind of feeling trapped. Yeah. So I think that that is wonderful. So you said you were in finance before? Yes. So I worked in financial services, like selling insurance products, um, life insurance, investments, the legal protection, all that kind of stuff. And it was great. Like the income potential was there. The freedom for a business was there, but I was just really unfulfilled. Like I was just not reaching people in the way that I wanted. And what I found when I was working in the like strategic money area is that women were having all of these mindset issues you know like we have all the tools at our disposal we have someone who can help us walk through a budget we have someone who can help us invest but they still weren't taking the action and what I found is that that action was from resistance based on money blocks and deep beliefs and things that have handed down from generation to generation and 
that's kind of how I ended up in the money mindset field is I kind of just, my business morphed along the way. I decided that I was going to help people with their money, help people with their business finances. And then the more I started talking to people, the more I found this need and my business just kind of morphed into it. That's actually really cool. And I love that you said like women have that mindset. And I think that a lot of times we don't even realize it ourselves Mm -hmm. that we are actually conditioned Mm -hmm. to have a poor money mindset. When you work with your ideal client, is your ideal client female? Yes, definitely. And it's not that I have an opposition to working with men. It's that I understand women, understand the things that we've been up against. I understand the things that people say to us and that Mm -hmm. we hear in the media and that we hear from our own families. You know, I absolutely yeah Yeah, I stay at home with two toddlers so even sometimes I get like from my grandparents you know where they're like talking about going back to college or you know this and that and I'm like well you know I'm running a business and they're like a business like Mm -hmm. you're a stay-at-home mom like you're what are you what is this little business this little business I hear that too Yes, you hear that too. Exactly. So I understand the things that we are hearing over and over and over again. And what we don't realize is that even though on the surface, we may brush those off. If that's something that's been told to us our entire lives, you know, it's a subconscious belief at this point that influences every decision that we make, influences the way we run our business, the way we show up in the world. And so that's really my mission is to change the conversation, like how we are talking to women about money, how we are talking to people of color about money, how we are talking to the LGBT community about money, you know, how we're imprinting these beliefs, you know, they, they are going to have to be changed if we're going to move forward in society. I love that. And I love that you said that because I remember a couple months ago, I was talking to somebody about my business there in they called like a couple weeks later was how's your business going and I was like it's okay and they're like but what happens if you lose a client then you're not making any money is that really a business yeah and I'm like yes but it stuck with me yep and I realized that every day I'm like oh what if I lose this client yeah yeah Yeah. and And a lot of times people you know a lot of our money blocks come from other people. They don't necessarily come from ourselves because we wouldn't tell ourselves that, you know, if we have a vision for a business, we wouldn't automatically point out the negative in our dream because we're dreaming. But when all these other people come along, take on their money blocks and they start projecting that scarcity onto us and it sticks. Like you said, it sticks. Yeah, it does. And I, you know, I realized it. I can be so excited about something. I can be in the best mood and all it takes is one comment and then I am ready to burn it to the ground. You have that person to bounce back from and you also have someone teaching you these habits so that you can sustain your own mood because that is a huge part of business is like some days you're not going to feel like it. Some days you're going to be in a bad mood. Some days you're not going to feel inspired to create and having sustainable mindset habits and a growth mindset where you can rely on and having tools and things that you can do when you feel that way is so, so, so important. I agree. I'm 100% an advocate of mentorship because mm-hmm. I'll tell you, my mindset was terrible. I And I went through a ton of courses and I kind of self-taught myself mm-hmm. to block out the noise. Mm-hmm. But that said... 
if mm-hmm. I don't invest in mentorship, then the noise kind of brings yeah. itself back in. Yeah. So, and speaking of, I actually took a couple of your courses, which were phenomenal. So I can absolutely vouch Thank for you, you <laughs> that you are really good at what you do. And it's kind of amazing. I'm like listening to you speak now, even I'm like, man, she's so well-spoken. She's so good at this Thank that you. I know, you know what you're doing and it's, it's actually reassuring, but I'm wondering how many people in my audience know what like scarcity is, mm-hmm. how many of them know, you know, about the mindset and how it works, that money mindset. So can you tell us a little bit about scarcity? Yeah, definitely. So scarcity, scarcity is very interesting because for some reason as humans, it's our automatic go-to, you know, is to feel lack. It's to look at what we don't have, how much money we don't have, or to find the negative in a situation. And really it all comes down to science. You know, our brain is designed to protect us. Your subconscious mind is predicting the future based on your past because it wants to protect you and keep you in your comfort zone and keep you safe, right? But if you look around us, you know, I don't want to get like religious here or anything. The state of the world is abundance. You know, even though we do have negative things that happen, you know, you, you just, you look around and you see abundance everywhere, you know, in nature in animals in our weather, you know, like I live at the beach, so it's a little bit easier for me to see than some people, because <laughs> when you look, when you look out at the ocean, which in my case, the Gulf, but when you look out at the Gulf, you're easily reminded of that abundance, but scarcity back to what your question was originally scarcity is when you feel this overall sense of lack and that can be scarcity of where your next client is coming from that can be scarcity of how long is it going to be until my money runs out Mm -hmm. scarcity can be I just got a big paycheck but I feel like I'm going to have all these emergencies come up or you know scarcity is simply when you have you know a tire blown you blow a tire and you go of course of course this happens to me there's always something sucking my money away and I think that living in the U.S. we especially have a sense of that just because of capitalism and just because of the way that our society runs we if we come from being an employee we especially feel that scarcity Because most likely that's what we've been shown, you know, being at the bottom of the pyramid as an employee, you are constantly micromanaged, you are constantly told, you know, what to do. And it really does create that sense of scarcity. So it reminds me, I'm reading um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. And the first chapter is about how we end up living off of fear and greed and going off of our emotions rather than the logical thought. So it reminds me a lot of that. It's really very backwards because when we think of greed, the visual that we get in our mind is someone who's greedy is someone who has a lot, someone who is rich, someone who has a lot of material Mm -hmm. things. They're greedy. They don't like to share. But in reality, when we're functioning in scarcity and lack, we are being greedy and we say exactly exactly and in all reality that's not the way it is because the more that you have you know the more that you allow that abundance to flow the more that you can give back 
And so being greedy is not a trait of how much money you have. Being greedy is a trait of who you are as a person and the inner work that you need to do around money and around scarcity to change that and to feel more giving. I I am here for this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're so right. And I like that you said that about abundance because a lot of times we don't look outside and realize Mm -hmm. the world is full of abundance. We're seeing all the negative things. We're ingesting all of the news articles and we're taking in everything that's bad and we're not looking at what is good. And if we just pay attention, even within ourselves and those wins that we get in our businesses, that that is abundance, yep. you know, and we can really feed off of that. And that really can help the mindset. It's yeah. all about, you know, the gratitude. It's all about noticing what you already have and just bringing attention to it. And the best way to get out of this scarcity mindset is to not only practice gratitude, but to create more than you consume. Right. Because when you're consistently consuming, like I said, you're taking on other people's money blocks, you're taking on their negativity, you're taking on their belief systems. And when you create, that just puts you in a natural state of abundance. Yes. You know, we're as humans, we're designed that way. We're designed to create and work. Yeah. And I think that's true too in business. Like when we're on Instagram, for example, if you are constantly consuming and you're mm-hmm. not creating, if you're consuming more than you're putting out, oh yeah, yes, you're going to mm-hmm. be miserable. Because you fall into that comparison trap. Absolutely. And I I 100% agree with you. Yeah. It's insane how, you know, I've been talking to a lot of new business owners who come in frustrated for that reason. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that you touched on that. Yeah. They're comparing yeah. themselves to everyone around them. And somebody Ever. could have all the money in the world and still be stressing about, you know, their relationship or infertility or a family member, or their health, you know, you really never know. On social media, you never know what's true. People say things, and you never know what's actually there, and I think about that a lot, which actually brings me to another question for you. So, we see a lot of times coaches saying, I made, you know, $9,000 this month, right? When they're saying that, are they saying, I made $90,000 cash months, is that like, I made it, it's here, I have it in my possession? Is that how that works? Because I've yeah. been very curious. Or it could be sales. You know, it, it could, be, could be, I made $90,000 this month. It could be $90,000 in sales that they have before their team and before their payouts and everything like that. So it really is just open to interpretation. And it's exactly. really also, that's why I go back to the point of consumption. You know, if you if you have your eye on someone to work with, don't let it be because of the post that they make about money, you know, yeah. because that is, they are appealing to your scarcity mindset because you feel like, oh, if I can just attain these results, if I can just make this much money, just like she did, then I'll feel better. Everything will be good. But in reality, you're not necessarily searching for that $10,000. You're not searching for that money. You're searching for that sense of security and safety that you feel like money will bring to you. And that's why a lot of times entrepreneurs are their own downfall because they begin to get traction in their business and they start making the money and they realize this does not feel how I thought it would. You know, I am not happy. I am not fulfilled. I have all of this money and I still 
am in scarcity. I'm holding on to it. I won't allow myself to use money to better my life or to better someone else's life. So I really like, as a person, like I really have a beef with those posts. Like I really do. I do not like those kind of posts because they do appeal to scarcity. And like you said, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. That could be sales. That could be profit. You know, you never know. And that's why I think when you have your eye on a mentor, it's so important. Do they practice transparency? Right. I think so too. And authenticity. And that, I mean, and that is one reason I signed with my mentor because she was transparent in who she is. Yeah. Um, Number one, she was a teacher. I was, I was a teacher. And number two, she has anxiety. I have anxiety. So it's relatable. Yeah. She was relatable. And I think when people are saying, Hey, I made $50,000 last month. That's not relatable. You might say that's somebody that I would like to have as a client, Mm -hmm. but you're not, they're not (laughs) somebody that I'm going to chase after and try to get them to coach me. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Exactly. And it's so important to use discernment when you're investing, especially nowadays in the online world. It's just, I don't want to say the word saturated because there is enough room for all of us. I do believe that, but you know, there is enough room where we wouldn't be called. We wouldn't be called to do it. I I will say saturated. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It It does feel saturated when you are constantly consuming, when it's in your face all the time, you know, it, it does feel saturated. And that's why it's so important to just practice that discernment and really get to know the person that you want to invest in, you know, don't see a post and, and decide that you're going to enroll just because of their monetary results, you know, do some, some digging there. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you. And I think, you know, it's funny because you said like it's saturated. Well, it is, but there's room for everyone Mm -hmm. because there are so many people out there looking for coaches and looking for mentorship, you know, or on, on online service provider. That's why, you know, when I stepped into the VA world, I was like, oh my gosh, nobody's going to hire me because there's so many, (laughs) but that wasn't true. It's just, there's just as many businesses that need VAs, you know? And I think a lot of times in the online world, we get sucked into serving each other. We do. Like, we get sucked into all of the coaches needing coaches and thing like that. And it's like, it's, a, it's like a coaching MLM. Exactly. Like there yeah. are people that <laughs> live next door to you that need your help. Like you yeah. don't have to just serve female entrepreneurs. You don't have to serve. I do because that's where my passion lies, you know, yeah, me too. but but there are local coffee shops that need VA services yeah. and business yeah. management services. And so there really is enough room, like, and especially think, if you look beyond the internet. Yeah. And I think what happens is a VA coach will find you and they will mm-hmm. say, you have to get on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so we get on Instagram and we live there and yeah. then we're kind of all sucked in and we're all talking to the same people and we become this huge community. And then it becomes like this coaching MLM where yeah. coaches are coaching coaches, coaching VAs become coaches. Yeah. And that's how it can feel. But when we step outside, like, especially I've been thinking a lot, I'm like, maybe Instagram isn't the place to be. Maybe I need to try LinkedIn. Yeah. Maybe because I do know um, one of my clients, she does not do much on Instagram. She's a LinkedIn lady, but most of her clients are in the outside world. She goes mm-hmm. out and she works with corporate co- coaches, corporate yeah. um, like corporations, their whole teams. Yeah. And so I'm like, that's the kind of client 
that I'm after people who are making genuine connections outside of that. Although, you know, I like helping people who help people. Yes. And so if people are, if they're genuinely getting that help, then it, you know, it is what it is. You will hear most successful entrepreneurs say that once they started serving, everything took off because that is the best way to get everything that you want is to start pouring into other people because that's who we are. We need other people. Yep. I think so too. I mean, like I, I think I posted a quote the other day that said, you know, we don't build businesses, we build people and then people build the business. Yeah. And it's true. Oh because, yeah. I love that. I love yeah, that. Because quote. Within your team and within your clientele, we are building people and mm-hmm. that's what it is about. It's about those connections and it's about community. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's so important and a lot of people don't realize it because business can be fundamentally selfish. Yes, absolutely. A lot of people get into it for selfish reasons. And I'm not going to say that I wasn't one of those because, yeah. you know, I, my whole draw to entrepreneurship was staying home with my daughter, you know, and at that point it was just like blow my mind that I can make $3,000 a month off the internet. You know, (laughs) now I'm like, I can't believe everything I used to do for $3,000 a month at my job, but we all have some sort of desire that, that sparks that vision in us. And I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, I don't think I so don't either. Think I, think it's, I think that's a, I think it's a great thing. Yeah. So as when you came in, is there something you would want new entrepreneurs <laughs> to know from your experience coming into the online space? Oh my goodness. So much. Honestly, I would want them to know so much, but really, I think touching back on what we said about other people. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and I don't necessarily want to say, you know, keep quiet and build by yourself because we do need that human connection, but you can't let other people in a different mindset affect what you do because everything we do flows from our thoughts and our beliefs, yeah. you know? So if we start to take on other people's thoughts and beliefs that we can't do this or that we're not capable all that is, is a reflection of them and where their mindset is at and how they feel about their own identity. So that would be my biggest key. Honestly, yeah, just, yeah. just watch how you talk, your, talk to yourself, start to examine your thought patterns and really take a hard look at your identity. You know, who do you believe you are as a person? Because once you start to build out this identity, which is like a key piece of what I help people with is building out this successful abundant CEO identity. Once you start to build that out, you're essentially building your brand. Absolutely. You know, your your values, your mission, your actions, your decisions in your business, like everything flows from this point of like who we think we are and what we want to do in the world. So that would be my biggest piece of advice is just to start taking a hard look at yourself and who you are because you can only get so far with an Instagram strategy or a website or your email marketing. You know, you yeah, can you only have to block get out, so You have far. to block out the noise and get to the heart oh, of yeah. who you are. Because exactly. people are going to give you all kinds of advice. They're going to yeah. tell you. Unsolicited. Yeah, 100%. So I think the best thing, I love that. I think it's to block out the noise and get to who you are. I like that you mis- mentioned your mission and your values. 
Yeah. It's so important. It took me a while to get there. So yeah. yeah. Cause when people start a business, you know, they think, okay, I need to build a brand. So let me pick some colors and let me get a logo. And that's actually like the farthest thing from what a brand build my website. is. Like that's, yeah. 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 Like start building a true brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Who you are. Your brand like, is you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you're selling. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't realize that, you know, you're, they're all putting out the same kind of content a lot of times, especially in the beginning. Yep. It's, you know, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? What can I do for you? Well, no, what can you do? What can you do? Yeah. Not the position, what, not what the yeah. position can do, but what can you actually do as a person? What makes you good at it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. so too. That's wonderful. So I'll wrap this up, but I am curious, where can people find you, Peyton? So you can pretty much find me, not exclusively, but I'm most active on Instagram. So um, Peyton Moran with two underscores after my name, that is my handle. I'm also on Apple and Spotify for the Wired for Wealth podcast. Just really, Which you should listen to, episode. it's amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm so excited about where this podcast is going to go. And I think it's going to be literally like the backbone of my business. Yeah, let's and talk I'm about excited. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your podcast. It just like officially launched last or this week. Yes, this week. And you can hear all about the resistance that I faced in that first episode, because I share a lot about what I went through trying to create this podcast. And that's how you know, it's going to be something serious, right? Like when you feel a lot of resistance, like you are scared, scared, scared to do it, but you keep feeling this nudge and this pull like to do something like I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. That's how you know it's going to be like, it's going to be good. It's going to be the thing. Like it's going to be the thing, you know, it's going to be my business. So, and that's, I love to talk. Like I could talk all day long. You're so so good at it. You're so good at it. Yeah. I will never forget. Like I remember joining a live once and I, and I looked at my husband and I was like, this, is like this girl's thing. Dang girl, thank you. Good at this. Yeah. <laughs> so I I agree. Your podcast is going to take off. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And it's all about, you know, it's called Wired for Wealth. So it's essentially all about wiring our subconscious brain, rewiring our beliefs, changing our belief systems that are keeping us from, you know, financial independence. That's phenomenal. So it's gonna be, we're gonna dive deep into a lot of things. We're gonna dive deep into specific money blocks money trauma, you know, things from my own personal life that I've had to overcome. So it's going to be raw. It's going to be unedited, uncensored. <laughs> it's going to be phenomenal. Are you going to be doing, are you going to have a schedule? Or are you going to fly by the seat of your pants? Uh, at this point, I've been flying by the seat of my pants, yeah. but I do think I'm going to start scheduling. I'll probably like once a week, put out an episode, yeah. maybe on Mondays or something. Um, But, you know, I'm just kind of going with the flow at this point, because I think a lot of times we get really caught up in the details and that can hold us back is when we have this belief system, like, oh my God, I have to put it out every single Tuesday or it won't be successful. It'll never get anywhere unless I put it out every single Tuesday. And, you know, we get caught up in that kind of stuff and it just holds us back. I fly by the seat of my pants. So I'm with you, girl. All right, so make sure to follow Peyton on Instagram. I will link that in the show notes as well as her podcast. Give it a listen, you guys. It is really phenomenal. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, so happy to be on here today. I hope everybody gets a little 
gold nugget out of everything that we talked about today and we make some connections connect no, with no, me. i think I'll I'll get a, lot of, a lot of nuggets i i got some nuggets so good <laughs> and i'll talk to you soon all right bye That's it for us for today. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. I hope that you learned from today's episode as much as I did. If you did not pause and do so already, make sure to run and follow Peyton at Peyton Morin underscore on Instagram. Next week, I have one more special guest for you guys before we tackle that tricky subject of rejection. Stay tuned. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, or good night.